KBLA Talk 1580. Good morning. Happy Friday. God bless. I'm Dominique DePrima. This show is First Things First. And my first thing today and every day, giving thanks, giving praises, and asking for blessings from God, asking for the blessings of the ancestors and the elders, and stirring the pot. That's what we do around here. Hour one, it's usually the local thing, the left coast. Hour two, we go national, international, and beyond. And then the third hour, we do a deep dive with a person or a topic. And today is a jam-packed show. We got people every hour, but do not get it twisted. You are always invited in every hour on my show, guest or no guest. I love to hear from you, and I love uh, when you engage with us. Um, So the third hour of the show, we will be meeting a civil rights photographer, Alisa Shapiro, hour two, uh, Dr. Joy DeGruy, author of the groundbreaking book, Post-Traumatic Slave Syndrome. And in hour one, sitting with me right now, live and on the YouTubes, labor organizer, activist, and mama, Sherry Bell. Good morning. Good morning, Dominique. Good morning, KBLA family. I love that you're always just like up here and right to go. Sherry be early. She'd be like beating me here and she's got makeup on her face and she's wide awake. I really appreciate your energy, Miss Sherry Bell. Thank you so much. It's the coffee. Okay. (laughs) Whatever it takes, you know. So you always have something going on and I usually wait and we forget to talk about it till the last second and we're rushing it in right so what's on the let's flip the script yeah. on this friday what what's going on in your activism labor organizing world yes thank you so much so on thursday november 9th at 5 30 p.m there's a know your rights uh virtual event so you don't even have to leave the comfort of your home you can attend on your smartphone or on your laptop and basically we're going to be joined by the los angeles civil rights office it's a new office newly established in the city of la and you can learn more about what they do they're here to serve the people of los angeles uh you can learn what kind of services and resources they have if you have an issue in like on the job in private employment or housing or you're a business owner and you believe you're a victim of discrimination based on what you look like or who you are 
uh, you can file a claim with this office. They'll investigate it for a violation. Um, as a uh, organizer with the L.A. Black Workers Center, we actually fought to get this office established because the state of California is humongous and they get claims from all over the place. And we wanted somewhere right here in L.A. Um, locally that workers and business owners and, you know, students who um, want to uphold their civil rights to be able to go and exercise those rights safely. So please, please come. You can attend by registering. The link is in the bio of my Instagram page, uh, Sherry De La Ghetto. Um, that's S-H-E-R-R-I-D-E-L-A-G-H-E-T-T-O. Or you can email Tara Perkins to register at T Perkins at L-A-B-W-C dot O-R-G. I am laughing my butt off over here silently because you just spelled out ghetto like, oh, <laughs> like no. these folks don't know how to spell it. Nah, Y'all better nah. know how to spell G-H-E-T-T-O. But I don't know. I guess people don't say ghetto like we used to. Uh, you can see me and Sherry on YouTube at um, KBLA 1580. That's the spot. So, wow, a lot going on in the labor space these days. I mean, it must be, it's just so busy. I know you're tracking a lot of this stuff, but it's crazy, crazy times in, uh, well, and it seems like a lot of them are actually having good outcomes. I mean, considering that we've had, we had some setbacks um, early in the year around Amazon mm. and uh, specifically around um, Starbucks and Amazon and some of the fast food workers organizing. It seems like now uh, the whole labor um, movement is just really picking up steam, um, kicking some butt. Um, it, at least it looks like a UAW mm -hmm. on the national scene is moving in the right direction uh, with Ford yeah. now apparently having a deal. Of course, they got to approve it. Right. That's huge. I mean, Ford, that's huge. American made, you know, to have some type of um, salary increase. I mean, that's really awesome. You know, of course, with these struggles come a lot of sacrifice, right? Like, um, you yeah. know, folks go without work. And, you know, this is just a sign of the times that we've been talking about for many years with the wealth gap, income inequality just getting greater and greater. And now in this year, in 2023, coming off the heels of the pandemic, when people realize the value of their work, they had a chance to sit back and think about it and, and, and think about the quality of life and how that's important as well and i'm so um, proud of american people and you know what they say what happens in california what happens you know here is going to impact the world so i'm happy that um people are getting what they're what they deserve yeah we'll see what happens with uh you know with some of these local strikes you've got uh, some health care workers on strike uh, the screen actors guild at least they're back at the table um, so you're right. I think, you know, California and these big cities, these big mm -hmm. union towns. It's funny because we don't think of L.A. as a union town, but it's definitely an organized labor hotbed. Oh, yeah, for sure. People yeah. don't know. But if, <laughs> but I bet if you live here, you know, especially if you work for one of these um, union organizations. But what people don't understand is that that because there is a Screen Actors Guild, because mm -hmm. there is an SEIU, that means that 
even if you're not a union member, your wages are better. Your working yeah. conditions are better because a lot of the standards that are set mm-hmm. by union workers um, and union organizing end up translating at least to some degree to every worker. That's right. Even management sometimes. <laughs> what? You know? I didn't think you, about that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, next time, you know, folks, you know, that are, um, how can I say, spreading propaganda about unions, like, oh, I'm just giving them my money or they don't do anything or, you know, and sometimes you can feel that way, especially as a black worker. But however, we know that those union jobs have, you know, been a stronghold to like higher wages and better protections on the job. You know, that that's what workers have have to look forward to so next time you non-union folks are approached by a union worker just think about that raise you got a couple years ago yeah right 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 and they don't happen automatically do they right unfortunately no we can we just like oh yeah they see that we are struggling and they're going to give us a raise how nice of them yeah wow <laughs> how, how can be well the other thing about that you know that uh kind of talking point that unions are fat cats and they don't do anything and I just give them my money. If that is the case in your union, then you need to get involved because unions are really organizations made up of workers in that particular area. So if you don't like it and a lot of us, you know, if you're black and you don't see no black folks Mm -hmm. in, in leadership, well... Form a caucus. Start yeah. going to them union meetings, showing up, show up, make you an agenda, make you some demands of your union, make them work for you. That's where you actually do have leverage because yeah. you're paying union dues. Now, when you say make a caucus, how would someone do that? They'll get together. It, like there's different caucuses, like a black caucus, women caucus. They'll get together and they'll, like a group of five to ten and they'll like, um, you know, identify issues that are impacting them in their occupation. Um, and then they'll ask their union to respond and do something about it and like it's a fight within a fight sometimes you know you have to organize within your union sometimes especially if you're not the majority but I mean it's a way to get some change we see change is possible when you do organize and and that's just another uh, method that you can use as a union member yep we'll talk uh, what's going on with SAG after we'll talk uh, man Larry Elder dropped out. Oh, wow. <laughs> Those that follow me on socials already know he's not going to be present. I heard a rumor that he might be under consideration by uh, 45 for VP. I oh, I don't I kind of oh, doubt, but God. he's out. He's dropped out. I don't know if anyone was paying attention to him being in <laughs> those of us in radio. And if you follow me on socials to Prima Radio, you already know because... I was kind of clowning a little yes. bit last night, <laughs> a little bit, to Prima Radio, or you can see things, uh, all the things we're doing around here at KBLA 1580 on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and right now on YouTube, and you are at Sherry Dela G-H-E-T-T-O, if you want to follow Sherry, <laughs> continuing the conversation, come on, call us if you want to, now is the best time, 800-920-1580, KBLA, talk, 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 1580. More of First Things First with Dominique DePrima when we come forward. Your ancestors' favorite radio station, radio station, and your favorite morning show host. Let's get back to Dominique DePrima right now. Right now. Let's get back to Dominique DePrima and Sherry Bell. You know, I do try to start off our days with good news where I can. Now, well, the Larry Elder stepping down part, that, that's good news to me. I can't believe that. Uh, just the fact that, yeah. Well, you know, he did better in his run for governor. That's what I was about to say. I can't believe like people were actually getting nervous 
at some point that he had a chance. As governor. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he did better here in California. Uh, he didn't get, they didn't give him any love on the national stage. Oh, he's played out and he's whack and he needs to have several seats. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the thing is, I guess they weren't hard up for a black Republican because they have Tim Scott. Oh, yeah. And then, you know, they weren't hard up. They're not even hard up for uh, black, for uh, people of color. They got Nikki Haley, you know, they, they got Vivek, you know, I hate. Juneteenth Ramaswamy. So oh, wow. they got some people oh, of yeah. color, BIPOC people with terrible politics. <laughs> They're trying to get the job. they saying whatever they can to get in that chair and do all the maniacal power playing stuff. Because, you know, we were talking off air how they don't have no expectations of these jobs. You just say what people want to hear. Hope naive people vote for you. Get in there and run amok. Right, because there's no clear um, metrics about what success looks like. But that's mm. partly on us, the voters, right? Mm. Well, the Constitution sets the president and the U.S. senator and stuff, so that's going to require some... Woo. You mean as far as like what it takes to get into office? Yeah, yeah, you got to yeah. be 35 to be president. Yeah. I think any age can be a senator, or mm. I'm not sure about mm. that, but I think so. You can be a Congress person at 10 years old if you can get elected. But but as far as expectations, judges at the local level have clear expectations. You can't do this. You can't do this. You mm-hmm, can't do that. Mm-hmm. But if you're in the Supreme Court, apparently you can do whatever you want. Right. And I think that seems to be true with elected office, too. The smaller the office, the more guidelines, the bigger the the bigger the power, the less guidelines, which doesn't really make sense. It doesn't make sense. And it doesn't like this. The only thing you have to do to get the job literally is playing to people's fears and, you know, things of that nature. And, what you know, their interest. That's how you get the job. So you're saying you can just lie your way in. Yes. Some people run <laughs> on their track records. Our mayor, the mayor of Los Angeles, right. really did run on her track record. And there's no way she could have won against that $104 million that her opponent spent along That's with $4 right. million from the police union if it wasn't for her track record. That is true. And that, and I and I agree with that. But there are some instances where these, like, what's his name, Vivek? Yeah, Ramaswamy. Come out of nowhere, you right. know, and don't have no track have record. Have you seen that <laughs> on social media there are these... Um, I don't know if you call it a meme. You know those side-by-side things. I don't oh. know what you call it. But there's two of them. There's one with Vivek Ramaswamy where he's giving a speech, and it's Barack Obama's speech, oh, wow. almost word for word. Plagiarist. He's It's plagiarism. And then there's one like that with um with Trump. Oh, he's took, oh, he playing both sides. Yeah, well, it's just when he says it, it means something oh, different, right? Yeah. Right, right. Yeah. Like liberty, justice, or, and what, Yeah, but I mean, but they're literally, they are word for word Obama speeches. Who did that? He needs to fire his, uh, whoever. His speechwriter, yeah. right? <clears throat> yeah, that's true. But it also shows you how context is everything. The Ramaswamy one is really funny because he's like, who ever thought that a skinny guy with a funny name, and then you hear Barack Obama. Whoever thought that a skinny guy with a funny name? These internet sleuths, they don't be playing around. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) F around and find out. (laughs) So, good news. Small landlords in L.A. who are owed rent from tenants who've had hardships due to not just COVID, COVID or other things, going back to 2020, 
may be able to get paid back by the city. That is awesome. So if you're a mom and pop landlord, and we know a lot of those listen to KBLA. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, and, you, and you're owed money by your tenant, and they can't pay it, um, you, ha- you can get money from the city. Maybe it's from uh, Measure ULA, but you only oh. have till Halloween, 6 p.m. Oh. on Halloween to apply. So basically, you got to do it between now and next week. See, that's why this show is so important to the community. You spread invaluable information. Y'all heard that. <laughs> you have till <laughs> Tuesday. Halloween's Tuesday, right? Yeah. Yeah, you have till Tuesday at 6 p.m. And it's part of the mayor's, um, you know, push to have fewer people get unhoused if i'm a small landlord and somebody pays pays you up to date yeah now you're a viable tenant again because i'm not owed all this money Mm -hmm. you have to go to um housing.lacity.org um it's the la housing department and it's called the ula emergency renters assistance program see look at that we voted that in office yeah people people helping people yeah, you're right, but that's also another good point as far as uh, why voting does make a difference, mm-hmm. at yeah. least at the local level. Right, right. Yeah, the, so that application opened October 23rd at 8 a.m., and it closes October 31st at 6 p.m. Tight deadline, folks. It's a tight deadline. Um, the person, it's the renter income. Uh, has to be at 80% of the area median, which isn't as low as you would think. Yeah. For two people, it's like $81,000. That's quite a bit. You can still get, yeah, it sounds like quite a bit until you start paying rent in uh, L.A. I know, <laughs> I know. The The two-bedroom average price is like 3000 for a two-bedroom. That is insane. Yeah, that's uh, that's like all the check, if not like all the check in the red like you know yeah this is why people are a lot of people living in one house people are unhoused yeah stayhousedla.org is still you know a good resource that a lot of us don't know about because you do have more rights i was talking to a friend of mine who actually does pretty well for the for herself and she did not know she had to move because her rent went up Mm. and she didn't realize that if your rent goes up 10 percent or more Mm -hmm. And you can't afford it. Yeah. The landlord has to help to pay for your move. Wow. A lot of people don't know that. I didn't know that. And it's a lot of money. It's thousands of dollars mm. that the landlords have to pay, mm. you know, for your movers and whatever else. And if you're if you move yourself, you could use that money for your first and last yeah. or whatever. So um, things like that, people are leaving money on the table. Yeah, we need more information, like spread about this, because it's you know there are a lot of mom and pop. You know, landlords, like you mentioned, not just corporations, <laughs> you know, who own property. So, uh, yeah, I hope that the folks that need the information are getting it. You, at least you, you're doing your part a little bit. Helping I worry day. about that, too, because that's one of the ways that we get pushed out of neighborhoods, yeah. right? When the elders who have held on to property mm-hmm. and then that's their retirement is that right. they're getting that rental income from the duplex or whatever it is. And then that goes down because the tenant can't pay you know then you you lose two black people you lose the tenant and the landlord when when that ship goes down so i think it's a really good thing Mm -hmm. this is seems stupid but i think it's good news Um, apparently there's a new study that was published last week in the journal of sleep research and it found out that if you hit the snooze button 
mm-hmm. and get that little bit of extra sleep, mm-hmm. it's actually really good for your health. I said people who eat the, who push the snooze button um, feel more drowsy in the morning, but they actually have long term health benefits oh. from that. I mean, it sure does feel good, feel good to hit the <laughs> snooze button, I can tell you that. And, uh, yeah, sometimes you got to hit it a couple, few times. <laughs> right. Well, it says an extra 30 minutes improved people's cognitive perf- uh, performance on tests. Uh, I oh, mean, in some cases, it didn't impact. Uh-huh. But for a lot of people, that extra 15 to 30 minutes yeah. of sleep makes a difference in their functioning, in their brain function. Man, I, I, that's good. I mean, it feels like gold. It's like priceless. Yeah. <laughs> You're, right. You're right. And that, to me, though, because I always feel guilty when I hit snooze, snooze, snooze. But now, I, I mean, other than I have to get here on time. Right. But then think about it. My alarm goes off at 4. So, I, you know, snooze for me means I get up at 4, 15, 4, Because I don't want to get on the radio and be, like, not awake. Right, right. That's bad. Who knows what could come out of my mouth. <laughs> That's all bad. So I have to be fully awake. So I get up at 4. Get Imagine how early I got up when I was doing front page. Ooh. I get up at four and, you know, try to get myself fully awake. But snooze, 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 snooze away. It's good for you, apparently. I, I think there are limits to this, but, <laughs> they, but they don't say that in the study. Um, and they said that uh, the main reason people do hit the snooze is because either they're tired or they don't want to have to wake up all at once. Right. want to wake up slowly in yeah. phases. I mean, some. I mean, sometimes you know. At least my parent told me, "Don't just hop out of bed." You know, like don't jump up. That ain't good for you. You know, oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I missed that lesson. Yeah, yeah. So I don't. I try not to just when the alarm go off, like like jump up, like you know, Frankenstein. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know. So yeah, give yourself a little time. Even you could trick yourself, right? Set it early just because you know you're gonna hit the snooze button. You know that ain't gonna work. <laughs> Because we be doing math in the morning. If I sleep an extra 15 minutes, I have this 12 minutes to get from my house to the radio station. Blah, blah, bargain, bargain, bargain. (laughs) But the other thing about that little bit of extra sleep is that apparently the people that hit the snooze button were calmer throughout Mm -hmm. their day. So. That's something the good to keep in mind. And, and if it's not, it could be a self-fulfilling prophecy. <laughs> there you go. Not only that, I mean, I looked at a lot of studies about this because, well, for one thing, my sister started sending them to me oh. when I was on front page because I was averaging three, four mm. hours a night. And apparently my personality was changing. Oh. <laughs> but a lack of sleep over a long period of time in your life um, is linked to greater possibility of getting dementia. Oh, my. Um, especially if you're over 50, mm. you don't have to worry about that, Sherry. But <laughs> if you're over 50 and you're sleeping less than six hours a night, you are more likely to start losing your memory and getting dementia. So, um, and there's all kinds of other things, recovery from workouts, memory. Mm. Uh, apparently if you sleep three, four hours a night, you start becoming a real <laughs> <laughs> burden <laughs> or other words that start with me <laughs> <laughs> i mean yeah i mean hopefully I, I know someone like that who's who has trouble sleeping and and i know that it's very important for your health like you said and i heard like on tiktok there's this new thing if you're having trouble falling asleep like they said you repeat 
a phrase or some things like over and over and over again, like it can help you fall asleep. Hmm. I believe that. News, traffic, and sports. Then more kitchen table conversation. Dominique DePrima and Sherry Bell on KBLA Talk 1580. She's reclaiming her time on KBLA Talk 1580. More First Things First with Dominique DePrima when we come forward. Thanks for waking up with Dominique DePrima on KBLA Talk 1580. Wow. You know, sometimes the conversation <laughs> off the mic. I wish you could be here in the studio with us. Uh, Sherry Bell and myself, Dominique DePrima. We're talking about uh, how the DMV has now no uh, pulled the permits for those driverless cars for the um, company called Cruise. But there's a bunch of different companies. Um, they're... Autonomous electric vehicles, robo taxis. Those are in San Francisco. They're supposed to be coming soon to LA. And I have seen just from spending a lot of time up in the Bay lately because of uh, my mom's husband passing and all of that. So many problems. And the tribute to my mom that we did. So many problems with these cars. They stop. And then traffic is backed up for miles. And there's no human being driving the car, so nobody's calling a tow truck or whatever. Um, but apparently they said, and this was um, this was uh, this week, that the cruise cars had already been under investigation by state and federal transportation officials because of crashes. And now they're pulling the permits uh, for them to be on the road out of safety concerns. Yeah, I don't agree with it. I think that they are, if capitalists can hire nobody and just get paid and get rich, they would, right? This is just another effort to take away jobs. Uh, You know, people are fighting to be employees for Uber a few years ago. They didn't win that fight. You know, this is what they wanted all along, just to have self-driving cars. We ain't ready for it. You know, I can, you know, if you want to transport cargo, go ahead. You're trying to transport people in a driverless car. Like we don't get in them, nobody. If they, if nobody get in them, then maybe they'll go away. Yeah, everybody's in those things in San Francisco. And, <laughs> and I was talking to this, um, you know, senior couple and they were telling me, oh, yeah, we take them all the time. What? We love them. And it, it just surprised me, not because they were senior, but just because it's already been adapted widely in San Francisco. It's coming to LA. I agree with you. It's it's another way to take, not only take jobs away, but make the profit margin so big yeah. to where hiring a human being becomes something that is unacceptable to corporate profit standards. Yeah, it's like, what other reason do you have for it? Right. Well, yeah, and we that means we have to we're going to need a universal basic income mm-hmm. if AI and and bots are going to do everything. But the thing but we're not there yet. Right. Cuz they're crashing, they're stalling. It's like I always say, Siri can't find a black sounding name on uh on my address book. I mean, I thought we would have been like the Jetsons by now with the flying cars. We, and that, yeah, you know, well, I mean, and it's weird because you do, we do have video calls. I mean, when I was a kid, that was like futuristic. Uh, and now it's just FaceTime. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, technology in the course of my lifetime has changed so much. And, I, you know, I, I'm only I'm, I'm only I'm 43 and when I started their uh, life, there were no cell phones. <laughs> there were no computers. Yeah, there there was like none of the stuff that we see now. And and just think about in the next 40 years, you know, 
Yeah, I mean, I wonder because the technology does advance really quickly, but it seems like it goes in spurts. Right. Like there's right. a there's a while where it kind of just hums along where we're all using the, you know, basic equivalent of the iPhone 10, and then there's a jump, and everybody mm-hmm. has the whatever the thing is. So we'll see if it really does in the next 40 years what it's done in the past 40 years. I mean, hopefully it doesn't, like, I haven't seen technology so far, like, ruin people's quality of life, except for when you think about social media. But, <laughs> but like, you know, like the technology, the innovation, um, you know, the even in manufacturing, I haven't seen such a dramatic change. So hopefully, you know, people are still able to feed them families, travel, you know, live a, a normal life expectancy, you know, in lieu of all of this technology that is being developed. Yeah, uh, that's a good point. I That's why I go back to universal basic income. Yeah. If you can get our AI robot overlords to do everything and we can like sit around and oh, write yeah. poetry, hey. but we have a good standard of living now not everyone's going to be happy with that right. I, you know People i like doing work. my job yeah, and yeah, i trust yeah. and believe there's an ai somewhere that can sound exactly like dominique de Prima, oh yeah but they're gonna glitch out and say some stuff that i would never say and they can sound like you and bust out into a rap or a song or do <laughs> yeah do but that. they might start saying make america great again see oh, that's the thing no. that ai has this thing it does call they call it hallucinations what? Where if you ask it a question and it doesn't know the answer, it'll oh. just make something up. See, because it's artificial intelligence. Right. It ain't real. <laughs> and really all it is is an aggregate of knowledge. So it's uh. just taking a bunch of knowledge and then, you know, spitting it back out to you in another form. So if there's a, a gap and it'll just make something up, that's how you get busted out. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. like that um, Proz. We were talking about Proz, how he um, is probably going to jail for a really long wow. time uh but his his argument why he's saying he deserves a new trial is because his attorney used ai see and the ai was claimed to be quoting Praz's lyrics and it was really quoting diddy oh my goodness that's what i call that. that's a, that's the hallucination factor Praz, Praz, Praz. oh just get this rap lyric see that goes to show you why some occupations definitely cannot be replaced by ai then they should never be replaced by ai not yet oh no <laughs> i mean I, I i don't know that for sure but i just i, I used to feel confident about it now yeah. i say not yet because they keep innovating and they keep gleaning and by they i mean big tech yeah they keep gleaning our information off of places like facebook our instagram mm-hmm. and the other apps that we use right and that's what I mean, that's what teaches the AI. I mean, AI is helpful, is smart, whatever, but it's still artificial at the end of the day. People got to remember that part. It's not real. That artificial, that word, that context, that means something. And people got to pay attention to that and do a little more delving into that part. Yeah, a few more people get busted, you know, (laughs) writing speeches or whatever that contain completely ridiculous information made up by a bot and maybe folks will have second thoughts maybe ai has no soul or no emotion i mean it i think it is meant to be a tool to help us but when it is able to clone our intellectual property that's what the actors are stuck on 
uh, in this deal. Because you can easily clone my voice. Now I'm doing voiceovers for something that I would never consent to do, or I'm doing it without getting paid. Yeah. And that's a real danger. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's kind of like when you have the, um, like the GPS navigation in the voice of Snoop Dogg or whatever. (laughs) Like, like you can, like, they should get compensated off of that. Like, people... If you're gonna do it, it does. It def, it's definitely go, not going nowhere. And uh, yeah, like they say, they should get paid off of their name and likeliness. Nil, you know. I think that uh, I. Lo- that's why I loved it when Ice Cube said, "Come, come around here with that AI and make a track that sounds like me. I will sue you from here to eternity." I love that, mm-hmm. you know, because he he threw down the gauntlet. Don't cross this line. The sag is going back to the table today, and they're saying they are moving with cautious optimism. Uh, The uh, producers, AMPTP, put another another proposal on the table. My understanding is that um, the sag folks are countering that. And And the chief negotiator, Duncan Crabtree Ireland, said... He is moving with cautious optimism. Mm. I'll take cautious optimism right. over we not even at the table, right? Is that that that's an upgrade? Yeah, of sorts. yeah. It's like I don't want to count my eggs before they hatch or chickens before they. <laughs> and that means, the, and and they are meeting again today, which is a good sign. Yeah, I'm hoping they can wrap this up. I mean, I I don't I don't like to see conflict and struggle and i know people ain't getting paid and all the makeup artists and you know grip and all those people that need to get back to work so i'm really hoping that um this billion dollar a year industry you know transforms in in my and transforms to the new economy you know like you can't have the same pay structure when the times have changed you know you have to modify that Right. And with SAG, I mean, especially when it comes to streaming, this is the same thing the writers are saying. The change, the technology, again, changes it to where we're looking at everything on streaming. Mm-hmm. But the pay structure for residuals, what we get after a show is already done and they're pay- watch, playing it over and over again, they're yeah. still making money on yeah. it every time they play it. See? How much does the actor get to participate in that? And when we, you know, we, you can see the difference when you do a job on network TV, you you, you get a nice residual. Mm-hmm. When you do a job for a streamer, it's almost nothing. That has to change. That's part of the deal. Yeah. But, I mean, it looks like they're getting closer. SAG-AFTRA had, had, I believe, asked for an 11% raise. It looks like the studio's latest offer is 7%. And now uh, SAG-AFTRA is meant to counter offer again uh, today. Maybe a 9 <laughs> they just don't want to do teen. Split the difference, right? right. right? They don't want to do double digits. I, United Auto Workers got twenty five percent. See, I mean Ford. Not everybody. Ford. Over, over time. Yeah, but an immediate fourteen percent. Oh, wow. which is not bad. That's not bad, especially in them states where the cost of living in the federal minimum wage is super low, like in the Midwest. That's going to do a lot. Right. It's a four-year deal, so that's Mm. 25% over four years, 14% as soon as they sign the deal. And they also got cost of of living wage adjustments. They got pensions and Mm. job security improvements. And they're getting rid of the tiered system where some workers are on a lower pay scale than others. That's Ford. 
So, but if, if the workers approve that over the week, and, well, first the committees approve it over the weekend, I, then I guess the union rank and file votes on it, right? You know, they, they need, that reminds me, like, it's like a, a phrase I just thought about, like, make jobs great again. Right. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Make jobs great again. That's 57,000 workers in the United Auto Works. So if Ford does a decent deal, then it's much more likely that the other two um, giant auto companies would do it right yeah because they they probably sell more you you know they probably make more sell more than ford you uh, know yeah saying? right 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 and right. if ford gets back in action and then those cars are uh you know coming off the assembly line and everyone else is still stuck that's true that would be a bad look for them mm-hmm. so hopefully hopefully this is uh approved by workers it sounds like Sounds like they did the doggone thing. They they went hard line. Oh, UAW yeah. went hard. They was like, we ain't playing around. We shutting it down. Yeah. Not too late to call us. Not too late to talk to Sherry. 809-2015-80. Oh, yeah. Somebody is suing the Dodgers and United Airlines. Oh, wow. And we'll talk about that when we come forward. Anti-blackness is everywhere. Mm, mm, mm. When we fight, we win. KBLA Talk 1580. A safe place to go loud, loud, loud. A great place for progressive politics. KBLA Talk 1580. Broadcasting live from Lower Park, USA. Welcome back to your home for unapologetically progressive radio. KBLA Talk 1580. All right, Sherry Bell, let's go straight to the phones. I want to talk about this United Airlines, L.A. Dodgers uh, being accused of racism. Peace. But we're, first, we're going to go to Ken calling us from L.A. Good morning, Ken. Hey, good morning, uh, my beautiful sisters. How are you, Sherry and Dominique? Oh, this is Kent uh, with a T. Yeah, with a T. That's okay, man. He's a lyricist. Miles is a lyricist, so he should be right on. To it. <laughs> hey, I wanted to add to the AI deal that you're talking about. I don't mean to backtrack, but are you saying that the verbatim, you can, you can be matched verbatim? Because there's no way with, with the history and the geography and the swag that you two ladies have that AI could match that. Thank you for saying that. I think what I'm saying is they can match your voice, your cadence, and okay. then they can aggregate the more and see with me, it wouldn't be that hard because there's hours and hours and hours and hours of me talking on tape, mm-hmm. like everywhere. Right. So then they feed all that into their computer and the computer, the AI gives you a guess of what Dominique would say. Oh, I see. Because I haven't been listening to Sherry that long, but I already have a uh, a good idea how she swings, and it's really good, and I like it, and it's positive. But, Dominique, we all know you now. AI might be Dominique <laughs> on a bad day or, or on a jet lag back, back from Ghana. But, we, you know, I mean, we know, like, uh, that's what Ice Cube's talking about. You go ahead and try it. We'll figure it out. But I think uh, our minds, our, our inquiry minds will pick it up right away. But that's what I normally don't call this. I have something to say, but I was listening to you guys. I'm like, wow, this is, you know, I, I, I don't think I could be fooled. Mm. Oh, <laughs> yeah. You know what? You might be right. Cause, mm. and, and I think at can't, as we have more AI in our lives, mm-hmm. we'll learn to detect it. Mm. You know what I mean? It's just like fake anything right. else. When people first started getting fake booties, we were like, oh, wow, she got a big booty. Now everyone's like, BBL, BBL, BBL. <laughs> <laughs> the, the leg, hey, the legs don't match. That's what it is. The legs, it's Friday, oh see? God. That's what I'm talking about. Right there, Dominique. <laughs> We went from AI to uh-uh, them legs ain't matching them thighs. 
Anyway, y'all have a great weekend. Uh, right. Keep up with you doing. We love it. All right. All right. Thank Thanks. you, Kent. All right. We're going to talk United Airlines and Dodgers when we come forward on KBLA Talk 1580. The station you turn to when you had it up to gear with cultural incompetence. KBLA Talk 1580. This is KBLA Talk 1580, where hate meets a scholarly match. All right, that's been bugging me the whole time because I want you to see Sherry. <laughs> Sherry Bell is with me. Um, she's a labor organizer and an activist. And uh, you were telling us about Know Your Rights virtual event. It is the 9th of November, which sounds far away, but it's actually not. Yes, yes. Thursday, November 9th at 530. You can register at the link in my bio on my Instagram page, Sherry De La Ghetto, or you can email Tara Perkins at tperkins at L-A-B-W-C dot O-R-G. Good stuff. Um, so two flight attendants from United Airlines say they were taken off of charter flights. These are charter flights for the Los Angeles Dodgers mm-hmm. because they're older and more rotund. Mm-hmm. They mm-hmm. said they were replaced by skinny white girls, basically what the lawsuit says. Yeah. And that's not legal. Right. I mean, it definitely doesn't sound like um, a new story it's not surprising you know um hopefully they'll settle it you know yeah of course united airlines is denying this. right they're we're gonna fight it vigorously we don't but i mean it's the thing about how can you prove it you know what i'm saying so like hopefully like they'll settle but i'm like what's the benefit of being on a charter flight is it like more hours overtime Oh, you mean for the flight attendants? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I don't know. But. I have a friend who's a flight attendant. I don't. I, I don't remember what she told me. I think that they they uh, they do pay well. Oh, um, see, but that's messed up. Yeah, I then. think they do pay well. Um, and yeah, they. Um, but you know, it's also I would imagine it's pretty demanding, right? Because yeah, you're with a you know a sp- specific group of people, i.e., the Dodgers, Divas. whatever. But this is the this is the second time this has happened wow. to, to United Airlines when they've been sued for uh, charter flights. Wow! So because it's going to be either a rich person or a rich organization, right? And they might be like, "Well, no, we want our flight attendants to look a certain yeah, way." Yeah, that's tough. That when the client is telling you that, you know, and but the, there are laws; they're not above the law. You know, your request you know, should not be based on uh, discrimination, right, against a certain class. Right. So it's illegal for them to say we need skinny white girls <laughs> to be flight attendants. Is that literally illegal? It's a, I don't know if that's illegal, but I know that it's it's illegal for the employer to deny like a, a qualified applicant. Right. You know, so I and mean, if, so and if I'm already in the job to replace right. because I'm being yeah, replaced. Yeah, why put me there anyway? If well, yeah, it's a good question. I mean, they're they're experienced qualified flight attendants. That's why they put them there. Exactly. And then if the client says, "Yeah, but they're not skinny white girls." See, you got to pay the price now, United. But yeah. then you wonder like how can you even have a Hooters if it's illegal? Look, if they want to hire skinny white women, then you need a private plane. 
You know, uh, cause this, yeah. yeah, because I'm pretty sure United gets federal funding or something. They got some kind of public money. Even if they don't, it's discrimination laws. Yeah, it's discrimination laws. Yeah, but I think you're right. They do. Because I remember during COVID, we had to bail out the airlines. Remember that? Yeah. Look, if you want <laughs> what you want, Playboy bunnies being your flight attendant, then cough up, pony up some money and, and buy your own plane and hire your own people. Don't don't um rob United flight attendants of their coins because of your preferences these people already have jobs and were were scheduled to work and then your preferences like took food off of their table that's not right to me it it doesn't sound unlikely though it sounds very likely that that actually they hollywood i mean you don't see you know rotund experienced cheerleaders so yeah no they live the flashy life you know and it's los angeles right right you know but they but but I am a worker. I'm qualified. I work for a company. My company um, put me on an assignment, then removed me based on prejudice. Yeah, it's a problem. Sherry, as always, it's great to talk with you. Kent is right. He should listen to you more because you got a lot of good insights. Oh, thank Appreciate you, Dominique. You. Thank you, KBLA family. News, traffic, and sports, and then great things straight ahead on KBLA Talk 1580.